0: Hello, Plan, My name is Michael Gralia. Today is Saturday, March 5th, and this is episode 550 five, of SynGap10, your 10 minute weekly briefing on everything you need to know about SynGap1. To tell you up front, I'm a little, little under the weather right now. I actually thought I was going to do this yesterday, but by the end of yesterday, all I could do was. So um, here we go. I don't think I'm thinking as fast as I usually do. We're talking as fast, so this might go over 10 minutes. I'll apologize in advance. Let's talk about Monday. Monday was rare disease day. It's why why was Monday Rare Disease Day? Because it was the last day of February, which is the rarest day of the year because you have that whole twenty eight, twenty nine thing. Somebody must have thought that was cute. It's kinda of cool. Whatever. But the last day of February is rare disease day every single year. And what do we do for rare disease day? We raised some money. Ashley and I did a match and a lot of people gave generously. Thank you very much for that. That's exciting because we have some big grant proposals on our desk and we're going to spend that money pretty quickly we put out a newsletter um i'll put the tweet in the show notes if you didn't read our newsletter please check it out there's a lot of really good stuff in there we're trying to do one every six to eight weeks just so people don't get tired of them but make sure you subscribed it's um there's always good information in there and then a couple of other of our partners did things too so you might remember uh, two weeks ago Bio Rossi did that panel that I hosted. And then um, internally, they did a fundraiser for us, which was very nice. And then they matched their employees' donations, so that's cool. And then both um, Jess and Ray represented SRF at a meeting that Edinburgh held basically a week ago today. It's crazy to think that was only a week ago. But a special thanks to Jess Duggan, who is both a volunteer for SRF in, the, in New York and a Brit, uh, for flying over to Edinburgh where she is a trustee of SRF UK, and um, giving a presentation of that meeting to connect with the SYNGAP families in the UK. That was awesome. Same answer for Ray Holden. He is also a trustee of SRF UK. He was there. He gave a great presentation. So awesome. Awesome to see SRF connecting with families all across the globe. And then I was talking about our companies that we work with and, and organizations that we work with. This was cool. So Variantex, which is a genetic testing company, which diagnosed Janssen, did a whole profile on their family. And it was, a re- it's a really cool profile. You gotta read it because the story there is, this is the family where mom was getting the best care she could find, just pretty good care. 10 years, the genetic testing group at the major lab was just not understanding this mutation, missed it, missed it, missed it. Finally, someone else ordered a test with this other company, Variantex, and they're like, no, it's this is, this is the problem. And boom, it was done. So that's a really special profile, and I urge you to read it, links in the show notes. And then also Kimberly, um, was profiled. She's Gabby's daughter in the UK by Rare Disease UK. And when a, when an external organization like Variantex or G, or, or uh, Rare Disease UK profiles one of our kids and talks about them and talks about SYNGAP1, that's a win for all of us because that helps raise awareness of SYNGAP1 and that helps us find new patients. Speaking of finding new patients, I, I did sort of save the best for last year. On Monday, we also announced the Could It Be SYNGAP1 program. Hashtag Could It Be SYNGAP1. Just type that into Google and you'll find it. Very, very cool what we've done here. So we've partnered with a company called, oh, I'm so slow, Probably Genetic. We've partnered with a company called Probably Genetic. And what they do is they work with drug companies to find patients. So what they say is, hey, you've got a drug for this genetic disease. You, we know there are patients out there. You haven't found them yet. Let us help you find them. So what they do is they figure out what, how patients with that disease would answer a questionnaire. They push that questionnaire out in social media groups, sound familiar, and, and then Based on people's answers, they offer certain people free genetic testing paid for by the company. And I and I have and I met the CEO of this company because he and I used to work for the same at the same place a long time ago. And he told me this story and I was like, that is so cool, Lucas. I said, I tell you what though, I'm not gonna pay for a bunch of genetic testing. I don't have that kind of money. But you tell me what it would cost just to just to have you make that questionnaire, because here's my vision. We're gonna use your 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 team and your AI and your dashboards and all this cool tech you've got that other drug companies are paying you to use right now. Okay, give me a deal. Just give me cost. We'll go ahead. We'll build that for Syngap One. My team will push this out into every Facebook group we can find. And if someone comes back as probably genetic, which is the catchy name for his company, our team will reach out to them and be like, you should really get genetic testing. And then we'll figure out how to get them genetic testing. State services, doctors, insurance, whatever. You know, beyond the disease, whatever it is, beyond the diagnosis. Like, let's just, let's just get this questionnaire stood up. And, you know, he did it. He, did, he gave it to us at cost. It was really nice, and I'm very grateful to Luca. So now we have this whole campaign, could it be SYNGAP1, where, because, you know, you, when you have a SYNGAP1 kid, this happens. You're like, maybe that kid's got syngap maybe that kid's got Singap. You start looking at people's gait, you start feeling like a baby neurologist. It's very weird. We don't have to think anymore. We can be like, hey, could it be SYNGAP1? Why don't you take this questionnaire? Five minutes, super simple. And, and and the genius is on the back end. So I encourage, if, you, if you're a SYNGAP family who hasn't taken it, please take it. Please in the questionnaire be like, I am a Syngap family. Because that will teach the AI, okay, this is what a Syngapian looks like. And then we're also pushing it out to other groups. And we're figuring out very, very carefully what a Syngapian looks like. Really cool technology. Could it be Syngap 1? Hashtag, could it be Syngap 1? Links in the show notes to the press release. Really excited about that. We did all that. That was Monday. (laughs) That was Monday. That's why I'm so tired. As the week went on, we went on to have three webinars. Three. I... I gotta to talk to whoever's in charge of scheduling, but you know these things just pile up sometimes. So we announced previously this exciting grant to Professor Janos Zempleni, who is at Nebraska, amazing scientist. who gave a beautiful presentation that is really accessible. It's on our YouTube. It's on our Facebook. If you haven't seen it, and you're a SynGAP family or your science geek, check it out. It was it was primo primo webinar. We also had a webinar with RareX. I should do a whole webinar on RareX, but essentially after you've signed up for citizen you must sign up for citizen first i will always say this you have to sign up for citizen if you've signed up for citizen already and you want to do more rarex is a platform that uh oh man watch the webinar please it's a it's, we're partnering with them it's a way to get patient reported outcomes so basically medical records and all that rich data that you've already created by getting care for your loved one can be captured and synthesized through citizen every single family should sign up for citizen no questions asked we're paying for everything just sign up share your data help us drive research absolutely and then there's this thing called rarex which is which is rapidly becoming a standard and they're starting to ask a lot of questions and we're encouraging families to sign up for that too we've launched watch the webinar check it out this is the sign up page on our on the links it's great today today saturday a couple hours ago ellamy who is an incredible bcba which is an aba a senior aba person um Who's, who cares for Syngapium we know and love in San Diego gave a webinar with um, Fondo Singap, which is our which is our Latin American partner group this morning so that'll be on our website too all about um, diapering and kids but all in Spanish so an, amazing we're just killing it this week not to take our foot off the gas we're doing a webinar on service dogs jeez Mike where do you come up with this stuff so service dogs let me tell you let me tell you the, the TLDR on service dogs they're incredibly expensive they take forever if you're lucky if you get a deal you're going to pay about 20 grand you're going to wait like two years you're going to find these people who train service dogs you're going to raise twenty thousand dollars you're going to pay them twenty thousand dollars you're going to wait two years you're going to get in this whole process and you're going to get service dog. one of our board members virginie found uh a, a wonderful woman who does service dogs and got a service dog for her son ty it's all over social media and she's like this is great and i, and I met cecilia and cecilia who's a trainer by the way, the Grace or behind Cecilia, she's been training service animals forever. The first dog she trained was when she was, I think, a teenager, to help monitor her father's insulin. I mean, th- th- this woman is legit. She is, she's doing the job she, she was meant to do. She's, she's, so, she's so good at this. Anyway, so I meet Virginia, uh, Cecilia and I'm like, "Would you do more service dogs for for St. Gappings? She's like, "Yeah, all day long." I was like, "Oh." Thanks. Because our kids need so much companionship. They're so anxious. And it'd be so good for for all of our kids to have what Ty has. And she says, you know, Mike, you know, this is sort of what I do. Like, they're $25,000 each. I was like, that's about right. It's about right. It's not cheap. I said, well, could people raise that through SRF and have SRF pay you and talk to the CFO? CFO said, sure, we can do that. It's for the benefit of the community. So we have a a partnership now, formal partnership with Cecilia, where you can raise the money and work with Cecilia and you can get the dog. $25,000 $25,000 sounds like a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Um, but good luck. You know, if you can find them cheaper somewhere else, go for it. Just remember to ask about the waiting list. And, and so this webinar on Thursday will be Cecilia and Virginia and I talking about Cecilia's, uh, our partnership with Cecilia and your opportunity to get service dogs. This is a woman who is, um, she's given Virginia a dog. She's training a dog for me right now. She's working on, it. Uh, we're fundraising for another dog, Julian. Check out that fundraiser. That's a service dog fundraiser. And um, we're just really excited. We're just really excited t- t- to build a, a, not just a program so SINGAP parents don't have to go into the dizzying world of service dogs. It's crazy out there. But with somebody who I've interviewed, Virginia's interviewed, we've, she's best in class. I can't really, honestly, like we're not making any compromises here. This woman's exceptional. And over time, because she's about to, you know, we're raising her for our third dog right now, she's building expertise around SINGAP 1. And that's important because as everybody listening knows, our kids are our kids are special. So let's talk about this community. I'm going over. I'm at 10 minutes already, but I'm a little sick. What can you do? <laughs> guess how many new families this week? Seven. Seven. Seven new families this week. Now, admittedly, one of them has just been chilling for a couple years. And guess what they found? They found this podcast. It sort of warms my heart. And they were like, oh, we got to talk to these people. So... Six families diagnosed this week, one family diagnosed a couple years ago who finally decided to reach out. Absolutely incredible. If you're on the SRF Facebook page, I'll put a link in the show notes to the welcome post. Make sure you say welcome to these these, these, these people who have all just gotten this news and are processing it. We've all been there. Super exciting. And um, gosh, Gosh, it's incredible! It's happening, folks. The the families are coming fast and furious. Our community's growing. We got to absorb them. We got to connect with them. We got to take the people who want to volunteer, figure out what they can do. We got to raise more money There's a lot of work to do, and we got to help our kids. It's when these families get diagnosed. I, I guess I get so excited to see this community grow. Um, I tell you about that one family <clears throat> who didn't. They're not going to be on that Facebook post because, believe it or not, some people are not on Facebook. That's amazing. But guess what? We are also on a lot of other social platforms, right? So we have this this podcast, which kind of a social platform, kind of not. But we're also on Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube. So at Curesyngap One, at Curesyngap One is how you find us everywhere. And if you're not connected with SRF on LinkedIn, on TikTok, on Twitter, on whatever, YouTube, please follow us in those places. Because what you do when you follow us is you make it, you sort of move us up their algorithm. And then you make it easier for that next family who was diagnosed a couple years ago to find us on the YouTube, on the TikTok, on the whatever. And, uh, and we've literally found fam- connected with families in all these places. Like, it's, it's, it's a worthwhile exercise. We're even doing Follow Friday on Twitter. So, so many people are on Twitter now. And that's exciting because, guess what? There's exactly very few scientists hanging out on Facebook, catching up with Syngap families. But Twitter's a different environment. There's a lot of scientists, a lot of industry there. And we're building a small Twitter army. On the Facebook, on the Twitter. So um, I'll put a link to the Follow Friday uh, Twitter chain in there, but we're sort of naming 10, 10 families a week and people are connecting. It's really fun. And then um, there's this other thing. Oh, yeah, there's another reason to share. This is an important point. I'm glad I wrote this down because I would not have remembered to say this. So I gave this presentation to Duke. Duke is working on the ORCA, which is the communication scale for our kids. And they said, Mike, would you do a presentation for us and the FDA? It's a big deal when the FDA learns to spell Syngap about. SYNGAP1, and their challenges with communication. And I was like, sure, I'd love to do that. And they're like, but, they quoted a bunch of rules, you can't share private patient information. And I said, well, what if that patient information is already plastered all over the internet? And they're like, that's fine. People who are public with their kids, like, if there's there's families who are already talking about their child and they have videos and they're out and about, that's fine. You can talk about them. And guess what? Thank goodness we have some amazing families who are doing that. So I'll put a link in the show notes um, to the FDA thing. It's going to be the combined Break Duke University team link. And that's a really good presentation I gave, by the way. It was about 20 minutes long, and it was a little bit about SYNGAP and a little bit about communication challenges in our kids. And I was constrained in that presentation by only talking about kids who were already in the public domain. So as you're thinking about, should I be talking about my kid on social media? Should I be telling their SYNGAP story? Should I consider doing a video with SRF? Should I set up a little personal blog? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. Our kids are ultra rare. People don't understand. The more you make it easy for them to learn without coming to you and asking awkward questions, the more your community is gonna understand you and the more the world is gonna learn about SYNGAP1. So whether it's Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or whatever, YouTube. Kelly and Kyle. I mean, that mom does some amazing videos. By the way, happy birthday, Kyle. I can't believe this wasn't in my notes. I'm going to add it. Kyle is a great example. There's a, there's a YouTuber came, named Kelly who has a whole series dedicated to her son, Kyle, and it's actually his 16th birthday, and she's actually doing a, a, a sing a SRF fundraiser for Kyle's 16th birthday, which I absolutely love. Thank you, Kelly. So I'm going to write this down because otherwise I'll forget it. Um, telling your kids story on the Facebook on the social is so key I want to keep going even though I'm grossly over time but I'm sick so I'm talking slowly We have a scientific advisory board and a clinical advisory board What's the difference Scientific advisory board is scientists who help us think about research we should fund Clinical advisory board is clinicians doctors etc who help us think about what our kids experience in the clinic is like and that's good and they're also going to be a key partner as we think about clinical trial design. So we have an SAB and a CAB. And I had the great pleasure of emailing them this week and saying, here's four or five proposals we got that we think are really interesting and we would like to fund subject to your review. That's pretty exciting. Because if you think about what had to happen for that email to happen, scientists had to know who we are. They had to decide we were trustworthy. They had to spend a lot of time writing some pretty meaty proposals. They had to send us those proposals, knowing that we would send them over the, over the wall to our SAB, who are their peers, get their feedback, in the hopes that we'll then give them some money and they'll work really hard for a year or two and send up one. That's why we exist, guys. That's why I'm always saying raise money. So we have the privilege of getting some of the best scientists on Earth to work on our on our gene and help our kids so thank you to our SAB and cab who right now have like at least 100 pages of proposals on their desk that they are tearing through and the best case scenario is they say this is good work fund it and then we fund it and then we need money sprint percent gap is april 30th sprint percent gap is april 30th we're in march april 30th is the end of the next month that means you've got about seven weeks to start a team create a link for your loved one and send that link to everyone you know and be like, hey, support this great charity. 100% of donations go to science because the founders cover all the overheads. It's amazing. Get a tax deduction. Give me money. Sprint 2022. Sign up now. You want a t-shirt? We have t-shirts. You want a special t-shirt for your kid? You're going to do a big thing? You want team, my kid's name here on the back? We do that too. Just send us an email. Um, okay, I'm so over, but I have thank yous on here and I want to make them. Thank you, Callie. Um, the Orca, I mentioned above, and I gave that presentation. We are almost done recruiting for the Orca. There's one more person who's got to do an interview. You know who you are, thank you in advance. And um, Callie's been working closely with the Duke team to make that happen. Callie's just, she's detail-oriented. She's lovely, she gets it done. We're really grateful for your leadership there. Um, I want to mention that we had a great meeting with Overcome, one of our uh, potential grantee in Canada, and we're talking about partnering with them. Super exciting. Um, I want to tell you some another cool story. This is great. We have a recently diagnosed family. Got diagnosed because kiddos started seizing. Hadn't seized for the first 18 years. I'm seeing more and more of that. No obvious seizures. I'm I'm, going to say obvious because I think a lot of these kids are seizing. It's not getting caught. But then around 18, 19, they have a real, they have a, I didn't say that. They have a a convulsive seizure or something that is unambiguous. And um, they need care. And, and they're already going through this horrible transition from pediatric care to adult care, which is a mess all by itself. But then right in the midst of that, they needed they need care. And they sent an email on our Slack channel, which is where our volunteers congregate. And they said, hey, I need to find a neurologist in this town. And I was like, oh, we, we, have, we work with a partner group in that town. So I emailed a couple of people there. And I was like, we need a neurologist in this town. And in 12 hours, we had an email back being like, call this number, ask for this doctor, drop my name, you will get, you know, They are aware of your situation. They will get you in. So that is Team SRF working together to help our kids, getting a kid an appointment with a neurologist in their neighborhood, a good one by the way, in less than 24 hours. That's why it's important to form an advocacy group and be engaged with an advocacy group so we can help each other help our kids. Super cool. One last thing, speaking of partner groups. This is a different partner group, but the Child Neurology Foundation is pretty cool and we like them. And they are doing a little survey. They do an annual survey about care. It informs a lot of their programming. It takes five minutes. They said, "Mike, will you please share the survey?" And generally, I'm like, "Guys, so many surveys. I'll leave my families alone. I'll just tell my families to do citizen." And now I've told my families to do Rarex, and you should. But Child Neurology Foundation is pretty special people. And if you got five minutes, it's not a tough survey. You don't have to lift up medical records. It's really just asking about your experience as a caregiver. You could you could do this while you're watching TV syncap.funds slash cnf 22 cnf for child neurology foundation 22 for the year we're in because guess what i'm going to be asking you to do this in a year so it turns out this is a double episode um for those of you who say i talk too fast this is what you get thank you all for listening i'll see you in a week keep it up guys we're making a difference weeks like this don't happen without a lot of people doing a lot of work and we should be proud of ourselves. We are making the future better for our kids by working together. Start a fundraiser, Sprint for Singap. links in the show notes. Thank you.